Business Hour with Oliver Feng on OFM. Tonight on the show, we're going to discuss the music industry and the market value of a song and most importantly, a whole catalogue with our resident economist here on the show, Professor Valdu Krichel. It's always a pleasure having you with us, Prof. There was a recent Guardian podcast that spoke about Taylor Swift's popularity in 2023. And of course, they go through all that chat about how you know, she treats her fans well. And then later on in the podcast, they get to the crux of it, which is her catalogue was sold to Justin Bieber's manager and then she aimed to devalue the catalogue because she wasn't involved in the deal by re-recording all of those songs and all of those albums so she ended up having like four albums in the top charts forever long that's what makes me want to talk about it but what what made you want to talk about this particular topic I think it's an interesting topic uh, because it's sort of the world of technology meeting economics and the arts. Maybe in in a way the music industry is ahead of other creative industries in facing these winds of change. And and I stumbled across this story and I thought, uh, this is a nice one to tell. Well, tell us more. In the podcast, The Economics Minute, you outline that investors who are buying these music catalogs are actually kind of being ripped off. That's right. So investors have been buying these catalogs uh, with the idea that they are going to buy this asset and then earn passive income from it, if, if, if we can put it in these financial terms, that uh, these songs will then be streamed and played over radio and maybe used in ads and movies and things like that. And they'll generate a stream of income that's going to be more than they bought the songs for in, in the long run. So, you know, you can almost think that you are you are mining songs or you are farming with songs or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so so it, it becomes a, a commodity in a way, maybe that the original artist didn't think about. But with these sorts of things, they are difficult to value. And the, the, the buyers of these catalogs of songs paid a lot for them uh, in 2021. And now some of them have been forced to, to sell portions of that to cover some of their debts. And now it becomes an even more financial story than, than it was. And I think one of the big changes is it used to be that the, the, the people behind these businesses were other creative types, music people, etc. But now in, in the case of this uh, hypnostic, they sold their songs to a hedge fund. Uh, <laughs> now, now you really have lawyers and accountants and financial types uh, owning this and, and probably looking at it from a very different perspective than it, it started out with. I mean, let's start with some of the evaluations. Um, you've given some examples also in your two-minute piece on the podcast. Uh, you've mentioned Bruce Springsteen's catalog. I didn't know it was sold. Um, you've also mentioned Paul Simon's one, which is quite a big award-winning uh, catalog. How do people get to those particular numbers? I think one was $250 million. Yeah, Paul Simon was $250 million and Bob Dylan was four hundred, uh, And those are dollars. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> Not random. <laughs> serious money. So, so in, in that sense, uh, it, it's difficult to determine those values. I suppose in the background, someone's making a calculation saying, what is this currently streaming on different services and who, how many people are listening, etc. So, so they have... They have some sort of calculation of, of a stream of income, and based on that, they these artists an offer. But it's 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 not an, a regular open market with lots of people bidding for these. I suppose it's a, it's a very bespoke deal 
in, in this particular case, I think Bob Dylan did really well for himself in that price. You say that they find themselves being shortchanged. Do you think it's still a good investment moving forward? Or do you find that this is going to evolve and change over time, the way that these catalog deals are taking place? I think investors are going to be slightly more careful in, in future. Maybe those high prices of 2021 was also a function of U.S. monetary policy. <laughs> it's like cheap money floating around everywhere. In that sense, it made companies able to pay these premiums. Uh, I think the, the big debate and, and, and this particular blog that, uh, that ran the story in its comments, there was a lot of talk about how long is this music going to last? Is it a question of Bob Dylan's fans slowly dying off? Or is it jumping to the next generation and the next? So, so you have loads of examples of people saying, no, Gen Z, they, they're also listening to classic rock songs again <laughs> uh, and, and walking around with T-shirts of Nirvana. Yeah, I mean, it's ha- and, <laughs> and also Fleetwood Mac has had a complete <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> resurgence yeah, on TikTok. So, so if that is the case, then that, that future streaming revenue uh, is probably quite good. But if the next generation is listening to the next generation's music, then these investors are, are going to take a further haircut sooner oh. probably rather than later. Do you foresee any impact this will have on the creative space? You're a podcaster. I saw you were you were a guest on another podcast. That, that's true. I, I think it's it's definitely going to to influence this, and it's probably being influenced by other stuff in the media as well. The, the way that that platforms are charging for content, opposed to having sponsors paying for content and and then attaching their names to that advertising value. I think that's all sort of in the air and and people are are figuring this out anew. Whether you want to have paid subscribers to your your newsletter or do you want to have a sponsor for your newsletter? And and I think the music industry is is changing as well. A a large part of Taylor Swift's, (laughs) I almost want to say, uh, backlash against the industry happens through those amazing live concerts. Mm. So, so she, she's generating revenue there in a, in a way that only she can and at a scale that is staggering. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe, maybe the live performance is, 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 a, is something that, that we for a moment thought was dead, but it's coming back now in the face of streaming, etc. Yeah, she's a shrewd businesswoman, hey? I hear even the <laughs> merchandising and she's going quite next level with that. Anywho, thank you so much, Prof. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life.